0: So remember when you sent me two quotes from a book through WhatsApp, and I'd asked you what book it was. And you told me it was a book from Krishnamurti. What is it even called? Total Total Freedom. Freedom. There you go. And so I remembered you telling me about him on us, talking briefly about him in the Netherlands. Yeah. You know, about this like young boy that turned into like a really important person in this spiritual organization and eventually he was the chosen one the one that you know created the organization for waiting for the holy teacher or the world teacher to come into this world and teach us all how to be happy and peaceful and all that it sort of gave him that role and as he grew eventually he disassembled he kind of left the organization and told that he's stopping it that day Basically, because he doesn't believe that spirituality is something that should be organized, that needs a building, an authority, a group of people that's pointing away from truth, which is inside of you. Right. And there's this famous speech at the beginning of the book, Total Freedom, where it's the speech gives in front of these, I don't know, thousands of people to tell them, you know, it's like Jesus giving a speech in front of the Catholic Church today, telling all of them, there's no church anymore. And I'm not really the son of God. And God is in you. You don't need me or a church or anybody or a book, nothing. Just go inside of you and find the truth there. That's all you need. Quite a radical move, right? It's kind of a badass move. It's a beautiful speech. So I downloaded the book, you know, and I read the speech. I thought, oh, that's really cool. But in the speech, he starts off with a story. And sometimes I start a book and I realize, oh, this is why. I don't need to read any further. This is why I have this book. Maybe someday I'll come back and read the rest. But right now I just need this. (laughs) I can just move on. And in this book, I had this feeling very distinctly at the beginning of this speech where he tells them this old story about the devil. And he's like, you know, remember the one day the devil is going on a stroll with his friend and they see a man further away picking up something from the ground and putting it in his pocket. And then his friend asks the devil, Hey, what did the man find over there? And the devil says, piece of truth. And his friend says, oh, that's bad for your business. And the devil goes, nah, I'll let him organize it. And I thought about that sort of idea of, oh, he has a piece of truth, but I'll let him analyze and organize it. And then it's not a threat to me anymore. It's the devil, you know, then it's not a threat anymore. Because once you fuck around with it, it's not the truth anymore, right? Once you try to package it up and give it a frame and analyze it, and it's not the truth anymore. That's how he starts his speech in front of his followers, basically, to tell them organizing and creating an organization to wait for the chosen teacher to teach you and to find happiness is not truth, right? It's like you analyzing and organizing the truth, but it's not the truth anymore. So now it's sort of the thing... You want to move away from it's that very thing at its core. And it's been a theme on the podcast many, many times this idea that the more complicated something is, the less truthful it is, the more it points to the sort of quality of the mind to create ever more engaging labyrinths that make us feel like we are at times playing a game. Sometimes it feels as real as reality, and it's sort of a life and death. I have to find the solution, the exit, the core, the way out of here. And the more we rush and the more we try to understand and the more we look, the bigger the labyrinth becomes and the more complicated this intricate confusion that we create. At times, part of its allure, it's how satisfyingly, deliciously stimulating it is, right? There's an addiction to that stimulation of the mind. Now I understand The problem is A, B, C, and D. And if you package it this way, and if you do that, and now I know, and now everything will always be better. This is the solution. It's a great high, but it's always just another lie. Just another thing that at its essence, oftentimes the way out of the labyrinth is oftentimes the way into a bigger, more complicated labyrinth. It's not the way out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. it's sort of, The mind that created the problem cannot solve it. It has to be a different type of mind, you know? And if you're in turmoil and that turmoil and stress, your mind is tumultuous and stressful, it will create solutions or see problems or find exit ways that are gonna create more of that in your life, not less. It's not an exit really, it's an amplifier. And it is called one of the hardest things to surrender to as a truth. Because I think at the core, we have all felt this and feel this at times, this feeling that I have a choice between surrendering and completely letting go and trusting and allowing something to unfold or to feel or trusting in that void or emptiness and believing that something will reveal itself that I don't have to create. But there's a tremendous fear, nervousness, and then there's this tiny little doorknob that is you know, calling us. If you open this door, the answer is going to be there. It's going to be loud. It's going to be full. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be relieving. And so we sit in that darkness of surrender and oftentimes choose the door, choose to like analyze, organize, study up, discuss, obsess. Thinking is so addictive, so incredibly addictive. And so we think our ways to all kinds of problems and then we overthink our ways and think that if we just think hard enough we'll find an answer and we just usually don't another thing that he said that i really liked was also like when he was giving a talk and then he's like hey you know by the way i'm giving these talks not so to give you a system of thought but to awaken thought right and then he kind of talks a little bit about like you want a system and you want a methodology but ultimately the system or the methodology is the thing that just leads to You know, it doesn't solve the thing. It just leads you astray in another way because it helps you to not rely on your own thought and to, it leads to a stagnation rather than this constant movement that is the free flow of intelligence. There's so much of us that is lacking trust within us that we almost exclusively are looking for answers and truth outside of us, which is the only place we could never find it. And, you know, even, so there's areas in my life where I spent enough years and enough learning from others, but also applying enough in myself and then trusting my own voice where over a long enough period of time, I have opinions that now, or a truth that now I'm pretty, I feel a strong sense towards. But then there's many other areas where now looking back, I feel that my opinions were just mostly copy-paste. Whatever I just recently read or watched or heard that was most convinced and most convincing, I would just parrot to people when this topic would be brought up. And I see this so much today where it's a bunch of people and all we do is we just copy-pasted an opinion that was easy to remember and that sounds convincing and powerful to each other to sort of participate. But if anyone would push us, but not just a bit deeper, we would just have very quickly we, this whole house of cards would collapse and we'd realize, I don't really know anything about this. You know, I just read a, an article in the New York Times that made me feel really strongly that, yes, this is the way things have to, and then I just tell everybody with passion about this and a conviction, but all I know is what I read on these three pages, and so there's no real depth to it, so if somebody really asked any follow-up questions or had real depth of experience and a truth that they've arrived at within themselves through life, the difference is would be really, really large, which I really love about him. I didn't read that much, just uh, you know, the first couple of pages, but this rejection of like following other people to find your path. There's nobody that can give you this happiness. There's nobody that can give you the truth. There's no dogma you can follow to arrive at a certain point. All this is in you. Now, I've realized, or I believe at least to this point, that everyone and everything can be a starting point on an inner journey or an outer one. So, you know, he might not be the Messiah that has the truth where you could just sit at his, sit down and listen to his words. And then if you just follow him as a holy man, boom, you're going to find happiness and salvation and everything. Yes, that's not true. But this is probably what he was referring to about why he was giving speeches when people were inviting him is that maybe you'll sit down and you'll listen to him. And you'll open up to hear your own soul or your own inner truth because of a word he said or something that he alluded to. And then that can set you off on your inner journey's path, you know, and that could be listening to a person. It could be reading a book. It could be watching a beautiful sunset or it could be any number of things that might lead you down the pathless path of the journey within to find God, to find truth. But following that external form can never bring you anywhere. And that's sort of also the tenure of all the people that I've read about that I felt might have been some of these special sages of humanity, these special people. Many of them are the ones that I find most moving are the ones that are saying you have everything. Your body is all the temple you need. Your God is inside of you is part of your truth is you. Any rules, you don't need any, you know, you don't need any external organization of spirituality or of the meaning of life that you can hold on to and follow to feel safe. That safety is a cage. Yeah, you don't need to rise through the 42 levels of knowledge until you reach <laughs> the Teton status or whatever. It is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's very profitable for the organization for you to do yes. this. But yeah, it's a great organization you building. But. Yes. But you don't need to. And that's really, I mean, that is a great abyss. It's sort of in that sense, it seems like truth or God or whatever you want to call it is this great abyss. And there's only one message ever to us, only one word that's ever spoken, jump. That's it, right? That's all there is. There's this great uncertainty, this great void that there's only one thing to do with, which is let go, surrender, jump, fall into, right? Or you turn around from it, turn away from it, and you reach for things. You work on things. You organize things. You hold on. You try to build a certainty. You're running away from that abyss, that void, and trying to build a world to be safe in that will be permanent and can make you feel safe, can make you feel meaningful. And the more you build and the more you run away, the emptier and emptier you feel, unfortunately. There's only one thing to do is jump. Now, it's so simple, it's terrifying enough that most of the time we're not quite ready yet.